0: again, wrestling fans, and welcome to another edition of This Week in Wrestling, presented by the Scumbags of Wrestling. This week, we are going to look at June 25th to July 1st. So happy Canada Day, everybody. It is your lunchtime uh, escape, and hey, it's Canada Day, like I said. So 12 noon, hopefully you're enjoying your day, and we're not getting uh, torrential rains that we've had, uh, big uh, storms around this area lately. But regardless of where you are, I hope you're enjoying the day. Looking forward to a long weekend because even our American uh, fans are getting ready for July 4th. So, thank you for joining us. Whether you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, join us later on the podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts on. We greatly appreciate you being with us. We are part of the Ontario Independent Wrestling Podcasting Network and the Johnners Podcasting Network in the UK. And we are also sponsored by our friends over at CoolBet, wanting to remind you to stay cool and bet responsibly. And you can bet on a whole bunch of different uh, sporting events and even gaming. So check out CoolBet, and we're happy to have them as our sponsor. And they uh, take care of us also with the Scumbags Prediction League. And just a heads up that the weekend of July 17th and 18th, we're going to have a double shot of predictions going on with TN, or sorry Impact Wrestling, Slammiversary, and we've got Money in the Bank all in the same weekend. So you're going to have to submit two sets of uh, predictions, but we'll get that covered as it gets closer to that great weekend because everybody's getting back to also having fans. So we'll see what all happens then. And we just want to remind you to stop by our Pro Wrestling Teas shop at ProWrestlingTees.com backslash scumbags wrestling. And you can purchase any of our four t-shirts with proceeds from the comic book cover supporting independent wrestling here in Ontario. Going to Stevens Wrestling Journey. And you can also check out Stevens over at Sick Kids Hospital with Stevens Curie. I Stevens Hearts for curry So many things to remember. Uh, but the hashtag Stevenshearts Hearts for Kieri. He yeah, just uh, won an eye uh, exam and another surgery recently, and we want to definitely keep on supporting him. So check out our store at provostingtees.com backslash scumbags wrestling. And now that we got all that out of the way, we're going to go over to Niagara Falls with Jonesy, who's been putting all these uh, lists together. I've gone through a couple of days ago, and been searching for more pictures. And I think I have about three or four more shows ready to be edited for our uh, photos, at least. And I'm not going to be lagging behind, but how are you, Jonesy? I'm pretty good. It's stinking hot, that's for sure. Uh, Rethinking
1: not having an air conditioner this year uh, at the moment, but uh, besides the heat, it's pretty good.
0: Yeah, we've been having uh, thunderstorms in this area. Uh, Von I'm not sure what it did over in uh, Niagara, but we just had a big storm uh, come through here earlier today. Uh, before this recording, wasn't sure we if we haven't power,
1: yeah. We haven't got any big storms in the last day or two. We had some, but it was in the middle of the night. So, um, but at this time of the year, what's nice is if, you, if you're halfway between the American Falls and the Horseshoe, you actually get like half the mist and with the sun and the wind going, you don't
0: stay wet, but it it keeps you cool. So that's a bonus there. I always love those uh, mist tents at Candace Wonderland and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So you can't go wrong with that because it definitely, the mist lowers your temperature at least 10 degrees uh, lower than what everybody else is doing when you're able to do that. But we're indoors at the moment, we're staying, staying dry. I got air conditioning. You hopefully have a fan or uh, air conditioning. Oh, yeah, we got a fan,
1: and our apartment is, like, half sunken in, so it's not as hot as if we were higher up. So
0: Uh, so that's not bad. Let's uh, dive into this week in wrestling history. And as I said, we are looking at the week of June 25th to July 1st today, Canada Day. All right.
1: Here we go. June 25th, 53 years ago, in Nagaya, Japan, Bobo Brazil defeated Giant Baba to win the NWA International Heavyweight Championship. 25 years ago, at a WCW main event taping, the Barbarian and Dick Slater defeated the fabulous Freebirds, Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin, to win the
0: WCW United States Tag Team Championship that's just a combination i do not get you know i understand warlord and barbarian barbarian uh, when he became sioni being with uh the head shrinkers because he's uh, samoan but barbarian with dick slater i don't get it i i, I get dick slater going with uh, bunkhouse buck you know those are personalities that belong together this is just a wow I don't know. Well, at least the name Dick Slater, he sounds tough, right?
1: And Dick Slater is ugly. uh, And Barbarian's not the most handsome man in the world either. Uh, So. We're going to the Yeah. 26 years ago, WWF presented what many consider one of the worst WWE pay per views of all time. And it was King of the Ring 95 from the Spectrum in Philly, uh, which was only beat out by WCW's Uncensored, uncensored in 95. Uh, and also ECW chants and fan. Uh, the fans' presence could be seen and heard throughout the crowd. In the Yoko match, uh, I think that was the free match, uh, or it was the first match, I can't remember. In the Yoko match, you can watch the ECW regulars giving Cornette a good time. Uh, the WWE Network's version, you can see some ECW regular fans in the front row. Uh, Razor Moon was replaced by the winner of the free-for-all match of Sabio Vega advancing in the tournament, beating IRS, uh, and the bad guy had some bad ribs from a prior ladder match.
0: Yeah, that was not the greatest uh, pay-per-view. Like, when you consider the two years before that, you had Brett and Owen winning, and then... No offense to Nelson, uh, but you know, Mabel becoming King of the Ring. He was not regardless of his size, he just wasn't ready for a singles push. And, you know, he had King Moe I and Prince Mo or whatever he wanted to be by his side, uh, because it was men on a mission. Yeah, not that greatest. Uh some of the matchups in the first round were also Intriguing because you had Sean and Kama go to a uh, draw and allowing Mabel to advance after he'd beat Undertaker Undertaker in the King of the Ring didn't make it any sense either and then of course Bob Holly and the roadie Savio Vega and Yokozuna Weird and of course we got the kiss my foot match
1: Yeah, if anyone in there should have gone all the way it was either Savio or believe it or not, I would have picked uh, uh, Holly and got, rid- and that's when he could have got rid of his damn racing gimmick and been a little uh, tougher. Uh, do you want to go through the uh, quarterfinal matches and all that stuff? No, we're okay. Okay, so we were just going to go on right to the uh, King of the Ring semifinals, uh, since the brackets are up there. If you uh, have uh, television, uh, King of the Ring semifinals. So no, I already did that. Sorry. Uh, There it is. Mabel defeated, of course, Savio Vega to win the King of the Ring tournament. Uh, Non-tournament matches in order of occurrence was Bret Hart defeated Jerry Lawler in a Kiss My Foot match. The feud was great, the match, meh, but the feud between those two was good. And Diesel and Bam Bam defeated Tatanka and Sid. Yeah, Yeah, there's some strange, like... Undertaker shouldn't be in there. Shawn Michaels doesn't need to be in there. Guys that need to be in there are single wrestlers who they want to push.
0: Yeah, the tournament should always have been people in a way getting like a boost up in rankings. Uh, of course, then that goes against uh, that theory with the fact that Bret Hart won it in 93 because he would lost the title, but this was almost his make up for the fact that hogan swooped in and uh, got the belt yeah. from him but it elevated owen hart uh in 94 after he turned on his brother and uh, helped uh, continue that feud uh, in a way this was the version of what we now see as money in the bank except for it used to be a tournament format and event the eventual winner did uh, move on to getting a title shot yeah, Money in the Bank is where you end up beating all your people at the same time and having a contract for a future shot. So it's almost the same, just taking out the tournament form, uh, format. So, And it's at the same time of the year. June, go yes. figure.
1: In fact, I think Money in Bank replaced this, didn't it? Yeah, pretty much. 21 years ago, WWE presented another King of the Ring. This one was 2,000, and it looks like Kurt Angle in that picture is wanting some margarine. That is one big friggin' crown. Uh, So the tournament started with 32 participants this year, which was the most of any year. Uh, The final eight left in the tournament would be featured on the pay-per-view. This one was also considered a stinker for the WWE. Uh, It had uh, a Briscoe-Patterson evening gown match and a dumpster match, Edding Christian uh, won the uh, WWF tag belts and The Rock winning the WWF championship in a long-winded stipulation rules match to become a five-time champ, joining Hogan and Bret Hart to hold that belt five times. Uh, The King of the Ring quarterfinals, we've seen Rikishi defeated Benoit, Val Venus defeated Eddie Guerrero. Crash defeated Bold Buchanan. And Kurt Angle defeated Chris Jericho. Uh, the King of the Rings semifinals was Rikishi defeating Val Venus and Kurt Angle defeating Crash Holly. And in the final, Kurt Angle
0: won over Rikishi to win the Big Ridiculous crown. Yeah, they liked uh, giving those uh, ugly crowns because even in, uh, was it, 97, when uh, Triple H won, he got a crown uh, that was almost as big, and it had a really stupid WDF logo on the top, which looked like a cherry on top. And every time you'd turn it around, he was uh, using it as a weapon and trying to stomp on it and destroy it so he wouldn't have to wear it. And they finally caught on and uh, stopped uh, trying to get him to wear it. And, of course, uh, Steve Austin, thankfully, never had to wear a crown. I think only a few people have worn a crown Uh, consistently after winning King of the Ring. You know, you had your Harley Race, uh, Haku, uh, Randy Savage did. And those crowns kind of worked. Of course, Jerry Lawler always wore a crown. Uh, We saw Baron Corbin recently. Uh, I think Sheamus briefly wore one, and so did uh, obviously King Bukha. um, King Bukha. And uh, Wade Barrett. But all the other kings really didn't do anything. Like even Edge, when he won King of the Ring, got given a Stanley Cup uh, looking trophy instead of a crown. So I, I don't think know I'd why. rather the Stanley
1: Cup over the um, crown. 20 years ago on Raw's War from New York City, Rhino defeated Tess to win the WWF Hardcore Championship. However, he would, of course, lose it in a debuting to a debuting Mike Awesome. This would mark the first active ECW wrestler to win a WWF title. And on the same show, X-Pac defeated Jeff Hardy to win the WWF Light Heavyweight Championship. 19 years ago, at a SmackDown taping in Chicago, Illinois, uh, John Cena makes his WWF television debut, answering the open challenge of Kurt Angle. Angle would defeat Cena in the bout, but of course... Uh, sorry, not but of course. Did I say that? Yeah, but of course. Not without some ruthless aggression.
0: Yeah, that was uh, when he was just looking for anybody to face him. Cena was uh, one of the top guys in OVW, and then came up... And he was actually wearing trunks at the time. And uh, he was wondering who he was, and he said, My name's John Cena, and got asked, What do you have that all these other people don't have Uh to, a reason for him to fight each other. And uh, the picture that's up right now is actually when John Cena uh, distinctly said, ruthless aggression, and then hit uh, Angle. They end up fighting. As you said, Angle ended up getting the victory. But later on uh, at SmackDown, uh, Cena got sort of the seal of approval backstage as they showed Undertaker come up to him and uh, basically said he was all right. And, uh, you know, that was sort of a green light for uh Cena to be there. You'd see weeks of him wearing, uh, trunks and, uh, boots that would represent the, uh, area that they would, uh, be in the colors of their local sports team. So if hmm. you were in, uh, Minnesota, you were seeing him wearing some purple and gold, uh, like the, uh, Vikings and stuff like that. Um, but then eventually he did go into the jorts and uh, the rapping gimmick. Uh, and now he's supposed to be coming back soon in time oh. for SummerSlam.
1: Well, that will be nice for some fans. Yep. 15 years ago, WWE presented Vengeance from North Carolina. Rick Flair defeated Mick Foley to zip in a best-of-three falls match. Johnny Nitro defeated Shelton Benjamin, and Carlito in a triple threat match to win the WWE IC belt. Imposter Kane defeated Kane. Sean, when was there a fake Kane? I don't actually... I, I wasn't watching, really, wrestling at the time.
0: Yeah, that was a uh, time when... I think it was... Uh, they were doing stuff with... Uh... After he unmasked, of course, uh, Kane did, and uh, I'm not sure if it was also sort of connected with the see no evil uh, stuff going on. Uh, that yes, movie. I think it was, if I remember uh, so reading I about that. that. And I'm not sure what the initial plan was, whether or not Glenn was actually thinking about uh, hanging it up, and they brought in this fake Kane to then take over the role of Kane and be under the mask and do, uh, that whole thing. But it totally failed. And it was, uh, the freaking Deacon from, uh, Deep South wrestling, which most fans would recognize today as doc Gallows or Mm. Luke Gallows of the good brothers. Uh, that was who the fake, uh, Kane was. And, uh, the fake Kane got a victory over uh Glenn Jacobs uh, the real Kane and then the next night on Raw uh they obviously had 24 hours to think about this being a bad idea and uh the real Kane ended up beating up uh fake Kane tossed him out the back door of the arena to never be seen again Really? He didn't like set him on fire? <laughs> no, just poof gone.
1: <laughs> wow. Also on that show, we uh, saw John Zena defeat Sabu by submission in an Extreme Lumberjack match. Uh, DX, uh, sorry, D-Generation X, uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels defeated the Spirit Squad. Kenny, Johnny, Mitch, Nikki, and
0: Mickey, or Mikey, sorry, in a two-on-five handicap match. Yeah, and then they got dumped into a uh, crate and uh, it said, return to OVW. And that nice. was the last you saw of them. And of course, then later on, we did see uh, Nikki return uh, as a caddy for, uh, or maybe no, I think Nick was there before that uh, as a caddy for Kerwin White. But then uh, Nick would return as Dolph Ziggler. 13 years ago in Barcelona, Spain, Ultimate
1: Warrior in his first match since retiring in 99 and his last last match ever uh, defeated Orlando Jordan to win the new Wrestling Evolution World Heavyweight Championship.
0: Warrior would vacate the championship and retire again. Yeah, kind of a wasted uh, thing. I'm actually surprised this happened considering his views on... uh people uh, of uh, homosexuality and just the uh, Orlando's uh, orientation mm. and being very outspoken about it at different speaking engagements and to be in a match uh, against somebody who he sort of out, uh, was outspoken against was a little surprising.
1: Hmm. Ten years ago, WWE releases Chavo Guerrero Jr. Uh, Chavo was one of the twenty-five that were brought in, brought over in following WWF's purchase of WCW in two thousand and one. And just
0: going to go back uh, one, sure. and that is uh, oh, homicide. I missed that one.
1: Eight uh, years ago, 19. at
0: eight. Sorry, TNA uh, Impact
1: Taping. Tara defeated Angelina Love to win the TNA Knockouts uh, Championship. And Homicide defeated Suicide to win the TNA X Division Championship. There we go. Moving on, six years ago at an Impact Taping, uh, EC3 defeated Kurt Angle to win the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. It's a happy 40th birthday for Layla L, a.k.a. Layla. Uh, She is the 2006 WWE Diva Search winner, a former dancer for Carnival Cruise Lines, the NBA's Miami Heat, and Kanye West. Poor lady. She was part of ECW's dance troupe Extreme uh, Expose before being drafted to Raw and briefly managed William Regal. She would join Michelle McCool and become her BFF as Lay Cool. She would win the Divas Championship in April 2012. That year, she was ranked number six in PWI Female 50 and uh, number 95 in the Maxim Hot 100. She would retire from wrestling in 2015 and marry former WWE performer Ricky Ortiz in November of 2015.
0: I did not know about her uh, hooking up with Ricky Ortiz. I yeah. know about the uh, dance troupe stuff with uh, the Miami Heat and all that before coming to WWE, but
1: yeah. I don't even
0: remember Ricky Ortiz, so. Yeah, he was very barely there. I think he was on the ECW reboot roster. Ah. Uh-huh. Moving on to June 26th.
1: 45 years ago in Tokyo, Japan, Antonio Noki and heavyweight boxing champion Muhammad Ali fought to a 15-round draw in a boxer versus wrestler match. Even though this match was a work, Antonio would land 107 kicks on his back and Ali only hits four uh, to six punches. This is regarded as a boring match, uh, but did great for Noki's career to go 15 rounds with Muhammad Ali. Uh, it wasn't so uh, great for Ali as he would suffer some blood clots in his legs and almost lost
0: them. It would uh, limit his mobility for the rest of his career. Wow, that's kind of crazy. But you would th- to consider also at the same time, you said that this was 45 years ago on June 26. It's almost mm-hmm. the birth of MMA before the birth of MMA because you have a boxer versus wrestler. Yep. And what was the MMA before it, uh, when it first started? Before it, uh, in its first incarnation now, it was where you had boxers, wrestlers, jujitsu, judo, all these different formats and guys just coming in off the street to do battle and mixed martial arts uh, uh, going against each other. So you would have a boxer versus wrestler. Mm-hmm. And, and Noki and uh, Lee did it first.
1: Yep, I've I've seen some of that match. Uh, It's boring to watch after the first minute, but uh, uh, hey, it it made a good name for Antonio. 29 years ago, Herman uh, Rude, uh, Jr. or I'm not even sure if I spelled that right, a.k.a. Nature Boy Buddy Rogers, um, died, he was 71. He would be posthumously inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 1994. 29 years ago in Tokyo, Japan, the Steiner brothers defeated Big Van Vader and Bam Bam Bigelow to win the IWGP Tag Team Championship. And another title changed hands on that show as El Samurai defeated Jushin Thunder Liger to win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. 20 years ago at a SmackDown taping, Albert defeated Kane to win the WWF Intercontinental Championship. And I didn't even know Albert... Was a former IC champ. I had no clue that he actually held
0: it. Yeah, very briefly, and uh, that's how uh, memorable it is. I don't even uh, that remember that much about him holding it, because I think at one point he was teaming with uh, Scotty Tuohy. Uh, another time he was uh, teaming with X Pac and uh, just incredible. Yeah, he was just all over the place, and then he ended up leaving, becoming Giant Bernard, coming back uh, after doing that run. And he was one of the best uh, Americans to go over there and create a name for himself with the Giant Bernard gimmick. And unfortunately, he came back to the U.S. as Tenzai and flopped. Yep. That was was a horrible thing where he was then dancing with uh, Rodas Clay. Thankfully, he's talented enough, and... uh, got a great personality, that he was able to get land himself a job as one of the top uh, guys at NXT that Triple H trusts and uh, does the Performance Center. So all is not Mm -hmm. bad for uh, good old Albert. I do wonder, does Prince Albert
1: actually have a Prince Albert? That's why he was named it. Oh, aye. 16 years ago, WWE presented Vengeance from Las Vegas, Nevada. Carlito defeated Shelton Benjamin to retain the WWE IC championship. Victoria defeated Christy Hemi. John Zena defeated Christian and Chris Jericho in a triple threat match to retain the WWE belt. And Batista defeated Triple H in a Hell in the Cell match to retain the World Heavyweight Championship.
0: Uh, Hell in a Cell, when it m- meant something because it was to end a feud, not because. It fell on the calendar date. Yep. 14 years ago, ECW on Sci-Fi opened up with Vince
1: McMahon, giving a statement about the Chris Benoit Tribute Raw the night before, uh, which they didn't know the horrific details 24 hours prior to celebrating the wrestler.
0: Yeah, they did a whole three-hour Raw with uh, Tribute to uh, Chris because he obviously no-showed the pay-per-view the Sunday before, and then Monday the details were coming out and so they uh, canceled their uh, regular raw put together this three-hour tribute vince opened it up uh but just after that happened as the show was going on raw that's when the details started coming out and Mm. it was a little late to pull the show and uh wd kind of felt bad and sheepish about doing uh that afterwards And that's why then Tuesday, when uh, fi had ECW, Vince opened it up saying, you know what? Our bad. We're finding out details. And uh, sorry, we didn't mean to glorify him. It's a tragedy and all this other stuff, whatever he said. And basically, they, uh, up until recently, had er somewhat erased all of Chris Benoit from WD. Now, if you go on the WD network, you can see stuff with Chris Benoit. But I think a lot of people, and this is just my thought, right? But a lot of people think that WD did it to erase Chris Benoit because of what he did and all this tragedy that happened and uh, to shelf his career. But if you look at things that happen that in this nature, a double homicide, uh, suicide thing, There's a lot of sensationalism that happens afterwards. And depending on who it is, you get a lot of memorabilia that goes up in price because of this guy doing whatever. By WD shutting it down and saying, no, we're not going to sell any more merchandise with his uh, likeness. We're not going to have anything uh, posted about him. So people couldn't gather all this Mm -hmm. and make a buck off this tragedy. And, you know, time has passed. History happened, and if you go on WD Network, you can see stuff that has Chris Bumby in it. But they're also not going to go, "Hey, look at here, look," you know, either. And so, and
1: I I don't know about all, all of them, but I know a lot of them. The commentating has been altered, and you don't hear them actually say his name. I don't think they even show his entrances on uh, at least the ones I've watched of late. The commentating has been taken out as far as his name. Uh, there's a lot of big blanks in the match sometimes, yeah, but at least sure they've that. kept they've kept that. it they've kept it in there because again he fought a lot of other guys and he was a part of history. So that's a big chunk to take out.
0: Yeah, so uh, like I said, I think they shut it down too. Uh, basically stop the people who sensationalize things and make a buck off things like Mm -hmm. that. And I applaud them for doing that. Uh, Yeah, his career does deserve to be uh, existing because, as you just mentioned, he went against a lot of great guys and had a lot of great great matches. And they deserve to have their matches still shown regardless of who they went against. But it's enough of the sensationalization of it. And you can also look at Dark Side of the Ring Uh, season two where they did a double uh, thing and just how messed up things are in that situation. But at least uh, Vince addressed it, said, hey, we're sorry if we offended anybody. And that's how they opened up the ECW Mm -hmm. show. If you want to continue with that, I don't know if there's anything more.
1: All right. No, there isn't. So we're moving on to 10 years ago. Ring of Honor presented Best in the World from New York City. El Generico defeated Christopher Daniels to win the ROH World Television Championship. And Davey Richards defeated Eddie Edwards to win the ROH World Championship. It's a happy 44th birthday today to Matthew uh, K. -K A.K.A. Matt Stryker. Matt Stryker pursued his wrestling career by taking accumulated six days for his job as a teacher, which got him in the hot water. More on that later. He would spend eight years with the WWE, some wrestling, but moved on to commentating. After WWE, he would step back into the ring on the indie circuit. He moved back to commentating for Wrestle Kingdom 9, Lucha Libre, World Cup 2015, and Triple Mania 23.
0: Yeah, and currently you can actually uh, hear him with Elo Brown as the part of commentary for Impact wrestling. Thanks. Mm, nice. Yeah, I, I, I,
1: I don't mind this commentary. I think it's pretty good. It's a happy 51st birthday to Sandra Gonzalez Cauldron. Lucha fans know her better as Lady Apache, the stepmother of Fabi and Marie Apache, and wife of Triple A's Electroshock. Gonzalez worked for Mexico's top two companies, CMLL and Triple A. In CMLL, she won their uh, World Women's Championship three times and is a two-time Mexican National Women's Champion. In AAA, uh, she has a World Mixed Tag Team Championship run with her husband, Electroshock, and is a two-time winner of the uh, Renee de René's Queen of Queens Championship. And today would have been the 71st... uh, First the birthday of Larry Well, best known to wrestling fans as Pretty Boy Larry Sharp. He kind of looks a little bit like um, uh, Patterson. Yeah,
0: a little bit like Pat Patterson, maybe a cousin
1: or something.
0: Mixture Pat um, Patterson and the Crusher. Yeah.
1: So Larry Sharp, a nationally ranked amateur wrestler in high school, he would wrestle all over North America, most notably Stampede Wrestling in Canada, World Wrestling Council in Puerto Rico, and NWA territories in Texas, Florida, Hawaii, and the Mid-Atlantic. Uh, He has also won the WWC North American Tag Gold with Jack Evans as the Hollywood Blondes and a three-time Northeast Championship Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. Soon after leaving the WWF, he would open, uh, believed to be the first publicly available pro wrestling school in the country, uh, called the Monster Factory, which I think is the shirt he might be wearing there, uh, with Nature Boy Buddy Rogers in 1983. Some of Sharp's graduates included Bam Bam Bigelow, The Big Show, Chris Candido, King Kong Bundy, Balls Mahoney, The Pitbulls, Raven, Seamus, Tatanka, And The Godfather. He was
0: 66 at his passing. It's quite the list of graduates that they had, that is there? Yeah. It's a
1: happy 79th birthday to Jim Morrison. I mean, James Morrison, a.k.a. J.J. Dillon. Of course, a longtime manager in WCW of the Four Horsemen. He would work for the WWF in the front office position for most of the 90s. The end of the 90s had him in WCW as an on-air authority figure and early in TNA, TNA as well. He was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2012 as a member of the Horseman. Uh, the next year, he was inducted into the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. Dylan is a three-time manager of the year award winner by PWI.
0: He, actually was, he, just, sorry, go ahead. he was just recently uh, on uh, AEW. Uh, with uh, Tully Blanchard and uh, FTR. I think Hmm. maybe Arne Anderson was part of that segment as well. But yeah, he was just recently out there in Jacksonville, Florida at Daly's Place.
1: Good. Looking good?
0: Yeah, still keeping good. Good. Good.
1: Okay, and today would have been the 91st birthday of Jackie Fargo, who is that, you ask? And his real name, by the way, is Henry Fegart. Um, competing primar- primarily in the southeastern United States and NWA mid- Mid-America from the 50s to the 70s, Fargo served as a mentor for many wrestlers in the Memphis area, including Jerry the King Lawler and the Fabulous Ones. Fargo is on the list of the most successful tag team wrestlers in history of pro wrestling, having won over 40 pro tag team championships. Fargo is credited with popularizing hardcore style wrestling to Tennessee. Uh, And the famous Fargo strut, a move, a walk move that Jerry Lawler, Jeff Jarrett and the fabulous ones would adopt. Fargo would wrestle up into his seventies. Jackie was a father of three daughters, one grandson, Two granddaughters and two great grandchildren. In December of 2011, uh, Feg Hat, um, oh, sorry, Feg Gart uh, was um, hospitalized with pneumonia in both lungs and he would die of congestive heart failure on June 24th, of 2003, at the age of
0: 83, which is pretty good for a wrestler. Yeah, 83, a successful career and family. So who can uh, complain? Mm -hmm. Moving on to uh, June 27th,
1: 49 years ago in Philly, Professor Tanaka and Mr. Fuji defeated Chief J. Strongbow and Sonny King to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. 23 years ago in Philly, Rob Van Dam and Sabu defeated uh, Chris Candido and Lance Storm to win the ECW World Tag Team Championship. And the main event, the Dudley Boys, uh, which was uh, Bubba Ray, Devon, and Big Big Dick, Dudley, uh, defeated the Sandman, Tommy Dreamer, and Deathmatch legend and FMW founder uh, Toshi An- Anada. Anada would turn on Sandman in that match. And I believe the FMW is coming back, if I remember reading
0: that. Yeah, FMWE. Is uh, the rebirth of uh, that? And- yeah, uh, you know what? If you
1: want, if you want a good time, just uh, go to YouTube and watch some of those uh, matches. I know there's one, and I think uh, Sid Vicious is actually in that match, if I remember. But there's a match where they do out in a body of water, and there's explosions around the ring, and you have to get tossed into the drink um,
0: uh, in order to uh, eliminate your opponent. Oh, as long as it doesn't fizzle like AEW's deathmatch. Yeah, that's just bad
1: whoever got those effects. 22 years ago, WWF presented King of the Ring 99 in a pre-show dark match. Meat defeated Kurt Angle. Poor Kurt Angle. Uh, King of the Ring quarterfinals saw X-Pac defeat Hardcore Holly. Kane defeated The Big Slow. Mr. Ass defeated Ken Shamrock, and Road Dogg defeated China. In the semifinals, Mr. Ass defeated Kane, while uh, X-Pac defeated Road Dogg. And in the King of the Ring final, Mr. Ass defeated X-Pac to win the King of the Ring tournament. Uh, The non-tournament match, um, one of them was Shane McMahon and Vince McMahon defeating Steve Austin in a handicap ladder match, for 100% ownership of the WWF.
0: Yeah, and we never did find out who raised the briefcase when Steve Austin was trying to get the briefcase. Mm. He was reaching for it, and all of a sudden it went out of reach, and then the McMahons came back and uh, took out Austin and were able to climb up and retrieve the briefcase, which was lowered back down for them. Uh, I think I heard rumors it was supposed to be Boss Man but they never pulled that trigger.
1: Hmm. 17 years ago at a SmackDown taping, Steve Blackman defeated Crash Holly to win the WWF Hardcore Championship. 17 years ago, WWE presented the Great American Bash. Sable defeated Tori Wilson. This is Sable's final WWE pay-per-view appearance. She would leave WWE just over a month later. John Brad, uh, Shaw Layfield defeated Eddie Guerrero in a Texas Bull Rope match to win the WWE Championship, and The Undertaker defeated the Dudley Boys in a concrete crypt handicap match.
0: That was a horrible, horrible, horrible. Did I mention horrible match? And they uh I guess, pre-taped uh, the stuff with Paul Bear uh, getting buried and spliced yes. it in. Uh, during that, but it was still a horrible handicap match uh, going on with that. And uh, going back to the Bradshaw-Eddie uh, Guerrero match. Actually, they became really good friends And uh, through this. And Bradshaw credits Eddie for helping his career go to the heights that it did, especially as JBL.
1: Yeah, and and JBL is one of those guys that I never really seen as a main guy, but he became a main guy. He definitely had the fig like the figure, the uh, stature for it. But uh, uh, and yeah, that uh, that match you can actually uh, you can go on YouTube and you can find the footage that was um, uh, leaked, and it was leaked I think before the show of what was going to happen, and it was them doing this part so then they could spice it in with the live stuff sure. still kind of neat how they did it because it was uh it was actually oatmeal and i think some cement but it was mostly oatmeal yeah and it's a happy th- sorry go ahead. It's a happy 31st birthday to Kimberly Frankel, a.k.a. NXT's Abby Leif. On the indie circuit, she is known as Kimberly. She would be the first female to graduate um, from the uh, CZW Wrestling School and make her debut with the company. She would be successful in the indies, hold tag titles with Cherry Bomb, As the Kimber Bombs, uh, they would also hold the Shimmer and Shine tag belts and would become Shakira Grand Championship. Uh, She is currently signed with Impact. June 28th. 38 years ago in New York City, Chief Jay and Jewel Strongbow defeated Mr. Fuji and Mr. Sato to win the WWF
0: Tag Team Championship. That's a lot of color, man. That's nice. Uh, they are from some very nice headdresses. The very thing nice. is, I think Jules is a true a true Native American. Mm. Well, I think if I recall right, Chief J was actually an Italian American. Mm. Playing a Native American.
1: Yep. A lot of a lot of them guy like um both Nikolai Volkov and uh, borsukov neither one of them were Russian. In fact, I I can't remember about Nikolai, but Boris, and actually it might be coming up in one of these because I remember going, uh, it's in one of the histories uh,
0: that Boris Zukov is actually an American. Yeah. So June 28th, sorry, go ahead. At that time, they were just picking people and going, "Uh, you can be representing that uh, segment of the uh, U.S. You can represent them, like even Hulk Hogan. His name was picked so he could represent uh, an ethnicity as well. Hmm.
1: All right. So back on June 28th, 24 years ago, WCW presented Saturday Nitro. This was a pay-per-listen event, uh, the first of six WCW put on in 97 and 98. Uh, The main event, I believe, for that was Carson Jericho defeated six in just 37 seconds to win the WCW Cruiserweight
0: Championship. Wow. 22 years ago. I'm sorry. Go ahead. A 37-second main event. Yep.
1: Woo! Like I'm saying, I think that was the main event, but I could be wrong. It just seemed like it was. Sometimes in the lists I find it doesn't say what the main event was, so I just kind of have to guess. 22 years ago on Raw is War from Charlotte, Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated The Undertaker to win the WWF Championship. The win made Austin just the third man to win the uh, WWF uh, Major Belt four times, joining Hulk Hogan and Bret Hart. 12 years ago, WWE presented The Bash. Rey Mysterio defeated Chris Jericho in a mask versus title match to win the WWE IC belt. Had Mysterio lost, he would have been forced to unmask yet again. Uh, Edge and Chris Jericho defeated Carlito and Primo to win the WWE Unified Tag Team Championship. Michelle McCool defeated Melina to win the WWE Women's Championship And Randy Orton defeated Triple H, 2-1 in a three stages of hell match to retain the WWE championship. Nine years ago on a live episode of Impact, Bad Influence, uh, Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian defeated AJ Styles and Kurt Angle to win the TNA World Tag Team Championship. And I believe those two, they, they still tag up in AEW. Um, actually, no, uh,
0: they did. I'm pretty sure
1: I seen them. Maybe not now, but they, they did.
0: Yeah, they had uh, gone over there, uh, Scorpio sky with them and it was so called uncensored. I got to see them actually in Toronto, uh, part of, uh, the Summerslam weekend that smash wrestling put together, uh, with, uh, I think they were with the uh, Chinese uh, group, uh, but they, uh, were together up until just recently, where they had a match that if they lost ever again, they would have to break up. Oh, yes. They did all the matches that they won on Dark, and then it went to an episode of Dynamite, I believe it was, where then they ended up losing to the Bucks, and without making anything dramatic over the fact that this team was breaking up after all these years of being together, there was a, another brawl that happened in the other uh, area. It was just like, okay, you had all this buildup for this team that had been together for so long in different companies, and there was no climatic uh, ending to it. It was just like, oh, you lost. It. Yep.
1: Sometimes storylines get dropped. Maybe, maybe someone will pick it up, but who knows? Yeah. All right. Eight years ago, Matthew Wade Osborne, a.k.a. the original Doink the Clown, was found dead in his apartment in Plano, Texas. He was 55. Matt was born uh, July 27th, 1957 in Charlotte, North Carolina. As a wrestler, he would start with various NWA territories, including Pacific Northwest Wrestling, uh, a former heavyweight champion and four-time tag champ with them. Uh, Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling um, and Mid-South Wrestling, uh, All-Star Wrestling, and Maple Leaf Wrestling in Canada. He would join the WWF in the mid-80s and was on the first WrestleMania card. He'd move on to WCCW in 91. Uh, he'd uh, join w- WCW as Big Josh, who loved to dance with bears in a lumberjacket. Uh, he'd hold the U.S. belt and the six-man tag titles. In 92, Doink the Clown was born, and of course, you know the rest of the story, or maybe you don't. He'd move on to ECW after some drug issues and reprise the clown character with a twist. It was a broken clown, dirty, unshaven, no-wig kind of clown who uh, who would put a clown suit on his fallen opponents. Uh, he would return to the WWF and reprise Doink at the Legends Battle Royal. And seeing, I seen him uh, in ECW doing that broken Doink thing, and um, I'm kind of uh, wondered if that's kind of where uh, Sting, because
0: Sting, he did a similar thing years later in TNA. Yeah, and also you had Matt Hardy doing the broken gimmick. Yes. I didn't actually know that uh, Osborne returned as doing for the Legends Battle Royal. I uh, wasn't sure who was under the uh, gimmick at that time. Uh, is that for the uh, WrestleMania 17 uh, Battle Royal? I'm imagining
1: I'd have to Google that to confirm which it was, but I'm going to say I believe it was Seventeen. Yeah, because there were so many... Because I legends. don't know whatever Legends Battle Royal was at WrestleMania back then, because it wasn't until, what, in the, the late WrestleMania 20s that they started doing the Battle Royal again?
0: Yeah, uh, they did that with the uh, Andre the Giant one, but uh, 17 uh, was the gimmick Battle Royal, and you had mm-hmm. people like Brother Love and uh, Hibble Gym, Slaughter, Iron Sheik, and all those, Lagoon. They were all there for that one. So if uh, Osborne was the one uh, portraying that, I'm pleasantly surprised because also Doink had been played by so many others, uh, being Skinner, uh, Chris Mm -hmm. Jericho had done it. Uh, You know, you had uh, Barry Horowitz, uh, not Barry Horowitz, uh, Steve Lombardi did it. Uh, Ray Apollo was the official replacement for Matt Osborne when he turned face and they got rid of him and had dink with him. But yeah, there's, it's such a gimmick that anybody can do it as long as he's not talking. Yeah.
1: And you know what? Uh, Joink is, is one of my favorite characters because they, they did it just so well. He was an evil clown. It was just, it was great. Like, look at look at that flower on there with the evil <laughs> smiley face on there. That's just great. Yep. Moving on to June 29th, 35 years ago in Denver, Colorado, Nick Bockwinkle defeated Stan Hansen by forfeit to win the AWA World Heavyweight Championship. Stan ha- Hansen actually left the AWA and took the belt with him. Uh, he was on his way to All Japan Pro to defend the title in an already advertised matches uh, match defending the belt. In no way was he going to drop the title to Bonkwinkle at his, as his loyalty was uh, to All Japan at the time and Giant Baba. Hansen planned on dropping the belt after All Japan Tour. Um, AWA's Gagne would strip Hansen of the title and Hansen would then take the AW belt and run over it with his truck and send the mangled belt back to Vern Gagne. While Winkle would have the belt restored, Hansen would end up winning the NWA
0: International Championship on the Tour. I'm not surprised that Hansen would do something uh, like that, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, there's so many reports of guys that had deals with Japan and got told, don't lose uh, cleanly and uh, job out, or never job out to anybody. Because it would uh, ruin their value by going back over to Japan.
1: Honestly, I don't see how it really ruined your value when back then there wasn't really internet.
0: Yeah, Vader could. Like, uh, there like there was, money. but it wasn't oh affordable
1: God. whatsoever to anybody except for the government. <laughs> uh, let's see. Moving on. I lost my spot. There we go. 23, 23 years 22. ago on is War. Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, defeated Kane to regain the WWF Championship just one day after losing it in a first blood match to Kane. 22 years ago, at a Raw is war taping, the, the Hardy Boys defeated the Acolytes to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. 13 years ago, WWF uh, sorry WWE presented Knighted Champions, where all titles were on the line. Legacy, which was Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase, defeated Hardcore Holly to win the World Tag Team Championship. Holly had won the title with Rhodes, but Rhodes would turn on him at the pay-per-view. Kofi Kingston defeated Chris Jericho to win the WWE IC belt. Mark Henry defeated Kane in The Big Show to win the ECW Championship. Edge defeated Batista to retain the world belt. And Triple H defeated John Cena to hold on to the WWE Championship. 12 years ago in Mexico City, twin brothers Mexican minis Alberto Perez and Jimenez Alejandro were found dead in a hotel room. The brothers were 34 years old and wrestled as La Parkerita and uh, Esperito II. God, these names. They were approached by two female prostitutes following a Sunday night show and taken to a hotel. The brothers were served spiked alcoholic drinks so the ladies who were part of a crime syndicate known as La Ferticon uh, could rob them. And that is La Flirt, a coin. Almost coined, but reversed. Anyways, unfortunately, because the brothers were small, the drinks would be fatal. The ladies were charged of the double murder, and in July 2010, uh, were each sentenced to 47 uh, and a half years in prison. Uh, Elgin briefly appeared for the WWF in 97 and 98 as mini-mankind. What a shame. Kind of, kind of a... Um, uh, that would suck, man. Doesn't wouldn't that suck? You're just getting yourself a couple prostitutes, and because you're small, they had accidentally kills them. Yeah. So, no. What do you think? Do you think this could be a future episode,
0: or maybe a mini episode for Dark Side of the Ring? I mean, anything's possible with those sort of deaths, but not much to really go on other than the fact that they got picked up by prostitutes and uh, got roofied uh, to death. Yeah.
1: Well, I might do a little more uh, uh, research on that, uh, the crime syndicate known as La Flirtacon. See what the hell they were doing. Eight years ago, at an Impact taping Las Vegas, Nevada, Chris Sabin defeated Austin Aries and Manic to win the TNA X Division Championship. Seven years ago, WWE presented Money in the Bank. Seth Rollins defeated Rob Van Dam, Jack Swagger, Ziggler, Kingston, and Dean Ambrose in a Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, John Cena defeated Sheamus, Bray Wyatt, Alberto Del Rio, Cesaro, Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, and Kane in a ladder match. And of course, both those guys got a future WWE World Heavyweight Championship match. It's a happy 35th birthday to Serena Deb, former WWE developmental star, a six-time OVW woman's champ. She also wrestled for Shimmer, Shine, Wrestling New Classic, and TNA. She would
0: retire and become a yoga instructor. Sorry? She's actually currently uh, working with NWA, has been on AEW. Uh, Mm. She had been, I think, up until just recently, the... NWA women's champion, and uh, possibly people might remember Serena Deeb as being the one girl who ended up getting into the ring and getting her head shaved during uh, CM ah. Punk's uh, group of uh, Straight Edge Society.
1: Okay, yes, yes.
0: So I'm just gonna
1: type in here, uh, uh not retired, nope, anymore. Okay. That's the problem with uh, a lot of this. I I uh, have to go and do research and see if they're still doing this. That one I did not do. It's, but that's what you're for. Exactly. Correct all the mistakes. It's a happy 80th birthday to John Miller, a.k.a. British wrestler Johnny Saint, the man of a thousand moves. That's right. There was another guy with um, uh, 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 a thousand moves. The Saint was based off the popular TV series, The Saint, starring Roger Moore. He would win the British Lightweight Championship and nine runs as the World Lightweight Championship. In 1988, both the world of sport and British wrestling on TV would be canceled, causing most of his peers to retire. Saint would continue to wrestle abroad through Europe, Asia, and Africa until his retirement from full-time competition in 1996. He would return to wrestling after training younger wrestlers. At age 67, St. made his American debut for Shakira uh, during their 2009 King of Trios tournament, teaming with Mike Quackenbush and George Rivera as the masters of a thousand Volts. He would retire again in 2015. He would become a guest trainer for WWE NXT in 2016 and signed a six-month trainer contract in June of 2018. He would be the general manager manager of WWE's United Kingdom division, and he wrestled at 5'10", 154 pounds. Hmm. A good career. Yeah. June 30th. 60 years ago in Chicago, the match of the century took place as Buddy Rogers defeated Pat O'Connor 2-1 uh, in a best-of-three uh, false match to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship in front of a record crowd at the time of 38,622 at Comiskey Park. And I can't even imagine, because some of those seats at Comiskey, I think it's Comiskey Park, my father went to. Uh, he went in nosebleed seats when he was down there, and he said, "You can't
0: see a freaking thing up there."
1: <laughs> Twenty-six like years Kevin. ago,
0: sorry. Much like the Skydome.
1: Well, you know what the Skydome, because where where you know we we sat in many different places in that place, the restaurant, etc. But for uh, the the WrestleMania 18, where I was in the 500 level. I could still see I mean you couldn't see um perfect but you could still get their facial expressions pretty good it was more the sound especially that happened there as well I know when we were at the restaurant watching um, uh, an event there that it was like a second or two after they'd hit the mat you'd actually hear the mat go so it's kind of it's kind of neat okay we're moving on and 26 years ago in um, in Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. That can't be right. We'll just say Pennsylvania. Raven and Stevie Richards defeated the public enemy to win the ECW World Tag Team Championship. The belt would air in July on ECW Hardcore TV. All right. I'm just highlighting that Jim Thorpe because I think that's a wrestler maybe and not a city. Uh, 18 years ago on Raw from Buffalo, New York, Gail Kim made her WWE television debut, last eliminating Victoria in a seven-woman battle royal to win the WWE Women's Championship. Jazz was the defending champion.
0: That's a nice picture. uh, Yes, and longtime wrestling fans, uh, especially in Ontario, would recognize her as La Felina uh, from Apocalypse Wrestling Federation. Uh, the uh, schooling out of uh, Toronto with Ron Hutchinson and you'd have uh, Edge, Christian, uh, Beth Phoenix come through there and of course uh, Gail Kim ended up meeting her husband uh, Robert Irvine from uh, Restaurant Impossible on a crossover Restaurant Impossible WWE Wrestlemania uh, program that they did uh, hyping up Wrestlemania and she's been with Robert for well over a decade, I'd say by now.
1: Nice. Yeah, and we were uh we were lucky enough to see her um uh, in her early days um at uh, the CNE. As La me uh F- Felina. Yeah, I can't remember that name. Uh you could you'd have to write that one down for me. <laughs> 16 years ago, New York high school teacher Matthew Kay makes national headlines when he is outed for using six sick days to wrestle in Japan. Uh, the scandal would have Kay, Matt Stryker, resign from his teaching job. Shortly after, he would be picked up by the WWE. Uh, Kay would apologize. You can view his apology that was released with PWInsider.com. 13 years ago on Raw from Oklahoma, CM Punk cashes in his Money in the Bank briefcase and quickly defeats Edge to win the World Heavyweight Championship. 12 years ago, a big, very white Stephen Farley makes his WWE television debut as Sheamus. In his debut for ECW, he defeated Oliver John. Seven years ago on Raw from Hartford, Connecticut, A.J. Lee, Page in just 61 seconds, oh, sorry, defeated, yeah, I think I said that, A.J. Lee defeated Page in just 61 seconds to win the WWE Divas Championship. And it's a happy 35th to Cody Garnett Reynolds, a.k.a. Cody Rhodes, the former Ohio Valley Wrestling's Triple Crown Champion, and, of course, is a part of AEW, both in the ring
0: and the office. Yeah, and then just uh, him and Brandy, who met in uh, WWE, uh, just recently uh, welcomed their first child, Liberty, to the world.
1: Nice. It's a happy 55th birthday to Iron Mike Tyson. Uh, Born in Brooklyn, Tyson is the youngest world heavyweight champion in boxing. He held the World Boxing Council, World Boxing Association, and the International, International Boxing Federation's heavyweight championships at the same time. Of course, he was convicted of raping a beauty pageant contestant and was sentenced to six years in prison, but only served three. In 96, he won uh, back both the uh, WBA and WBC heavyweight championships, but then he lost the belt, and in the rematch, he bit the ear off of Holyfield. He received $3 million for WrestleMania uh, 14, which I believe that paid off his fine uh, for the Holyfield biting incident. Uh, He uh, joined the class of 2012, in uh, WWE, in uh, uh, the Hall of Fame. Man, I'm screwing up some of these. Uh, Tyson is also a member of the International and World Boxing Hall of Fame. And it's also a happy 77th birthday to the great Terry Funk. Ed Strangler Lewis uh, was born on this day back in 1891. Uh, Lewis is in, uh, is in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame in 96, the George Tregos Thez Hall of Fame in 99, the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2002, and the WWE Hall of Fame in 2016 as a legacy member. And finishing everything off July 1st. 30 years ago, NWA and WCW world heavyweight champion Ric Flair leaves WCW after he and the company come to an impasse uh, on a new contract. Jim Hurd, the executive vice president of WCW uh, at the time, and Ric Flair did not get along at all, uh, couldn't agree on a contract and Hurd wanted Luger as champion where Flair promised about to stink. Uh, uh, yada 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 Wyndham, Flair would leave with the NWA WCW championship belt he paid for it and ended up having quite the run with the WWF
0: yeah he'd actually put uh, down a $25,000 deposit I believe on that uh, championship belt and the one, some of the major issues between herd and Flair was the whole image thing and I guess herd actually came from Domino's Pizza uh yes he was a district time, district manager or something and somehow got into being the head of wcw and his vision for rick flair included him cutting his hair and putting in an earring and just totally not being the nature boy uh and i think yeah thing, i think they were going to call him spartacus or something yeah something like that <laughs> and so one thing obviously came to another He left, and Vince is just like, you have the belt? Okay, let's put it on TV, until WCW uh, started complaining, and then WD was uh, left trying to just blur out the title, and even at one point, uh, gave Ric Flair a uh, tag team title to hold up uh, when he entered the ring the one time, and they just blurred out the tag team title to make it look as Mm -hmm. though he had uh, the Uh, the WCW uh, belt, and eventually he got his money back and returned the uh, property. Yeah. Oh, I see.
1: I didn't know he actually returned that eventually. He got his money back. 22 years ago, WWF announces on their website that they have signed Chris Jericho to a multi-year contract. 19 years ago on Raw, The Undertaker defeated Jeff Hardy in a ladder match to retain the undisputed WWE Championship. This is a fantastic match if you've never watched it. Uh, This would be the match of the decade at the Raw 10th Anniversary Special in 2003 and the fifth best match on Raw 1000.
0: And that match actually has another soundbite that, you know, there's certain soundbites of Jim Ross's, like Mankind Being Thrown Off the Top of the Cage thing, Oh my God, he's dead. Yeah. Uh, as, God, my, as God is my they witness. Tell he's dead. Them! <laughs> uh them! Austin, uh, 360 uh, is your new champion. Austin, Austin, Austin. You know, there's certain sound bites of Jim Ross's that you recognize. And there's another one that happened in this match where uh, he was basically telling Jeff Hardy to climb that ladder and make yourself famous. Kid. Oh, yes, yes. And uh, he, obviously, he didn't win the title that night, but he. And you see by this picture, he earned the respect of The Undertaker.
1: Yep, he sure did. Uh, It's, oh no, it's 14 years ago at a SmackDown taping. uh, Team Angle, Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas, defeated Eddie Guerrero in Tajiri to win the WWE Tag Team Championship. And uh, two birthdays before we go. It's a happy 39th birthday to uh, Carmela de Saur... So I can't even say that one. To Caesar. Caesar. Is that how it... Okay, maybe I got it spelled all wrong. Um, Daniel Garcia. You may remember her as the 2004 Playboy Playmate of the Year, was or the first runner-up to Christy Hemi for the Raw Diva Search uh, competition. Uh, she would not last long in the WWE. She would marry NFL quarterback Jeff Garcia.
0: Yeah, it was during the time when WWE didn't care uh, about knowledge of wrestling. They just wanted models to be on there and basically tens when well, she definitely, uh, didn't qualify for that. But her lack of interest in the wrestling world and so I, I guess there was obviously hazing going on back there. She did not uh, cut the mustard and stay long. Hmm.
1: I got to say, I kind of like that top because I, I prefer to see the belly button, but that there, it's hiding it, but you can still see it. Yeah, that's nice. I like that. And it's a happy 54th birthday to Canadian-born Pamela Denise Anderson. Interestingly, Pamela Anderson is Canada's centennial baby. She was the first baby born on the 100th anniversary of the country's founding. So that is it for this week in wrestling history. Of course, it's compiled from the vast land of Google, Wikipedia, cagesideseats.com, and most importantly, from fans and journalists that had front row seats to history. And of course, a big thank you to our sponsor, CoolBet, CoolBet.com, and sports bet book betting and casino
0: games. Stay cool and bet responsibly. Excellent. Uh, Thank you for taking us through this tour as i said at the start of the show i've already gotten through uh the next three weeks of uh lists that you've sent me you sent me another one today so i got four to go through in total i've got three of the four done with the photos and some uh little gifs to go up but we'll get to uh, record those uh, very shortly and we will get them out uh thursdays at 12 noon on youtube facebook and wherever you get your podcast from. Stitcher, Spotify, r Radio. And of course we're part of the Ontario Independent Podcasting Network. And the Johnness Podcasting Network in the UK. I want to thank you guys for being a part of this. And of course check out our uh, store over on uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. And help uh, buy yeah, some merchandise. And support uh, Stephen's Wrestling Journey. So there's so many things you can help give it back to. But join us. Uh, we've been a little bit wonky with our times uh, the last uh, month with uh, our other podcast, but we're dedicated to making sure this one gets out, especially on Thursdays at noon. I will be back tonight for another edition of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. Got last week's notes and this week's notes to catch up on, so please join me at 8 o'clock. Uh, hopefully Stephen will be available and we'll uh, discuss all the things going on with wrestling. Anything else you want to plug, uh, Chris? Before we get out of here,
1: uh, nothing I can really think the plug, unless you are listening from London, Ontario. Uh, it hasn't been fully announced yet, but I can tell you the Rib Fest is a go, and we're doing it live, meaning that we're going to be on the road and not a drive-through. So uh, that is exciting and that kind of shows that London wants to be one of the first out of the gate. And that's a good thing also for stuff like wrestling, because if we can do something like that, wrestling should be able to get going very shortly.
0: Excellent. So great news for those of us in Southwestern Ontario, and especially in London. So uh, we'll wait for more information on that. Uh, We'll talk to uh, maybe Doug about uh, getting more plugs uh, for it during our shows. And... uh, We'll see uh, what happens as Ontario starts opening up. Thank you and enjoy your Canada Day, guys. We'll see you later on.